Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. This is Sports Day. And a very good evening. David Wildey and Daniel Menzel too. All thanks to Polaris, Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand, the Polaris MY23 plate. Clearance on now. Save up to $3,000 on selected models. It's Teams Night tonight. Some interesting changes too. If you want to give us a call, one 736 736 And a couple of big retirements too. Four-time Premiership player uh, for the Geelong and Hawthorne, Norm Smith medalist Isaac Smith. He's retired and triple Premiership player and captain for the Tigers, Trent Koch. And both wonderful players, also Brownlow medalists there too. We'll hang up their boots at the end of the year on the back of about five or six others earlier this week. Dan, how are you? I'm going well, Woods, and you're right. There's been some big changes heading into this weekend. Round 22 we're up to, isn't oh, it? Where's the year gone? It's just flown on by, hasn't it? It's incredible. But um, look, some interesting games for both Adelaide and Port Adelaide this weekend. And uh, Adelaide goes up to the Gabba where, look, Brizzy haven't lost at home this year. They are as hard to beat as any team is at their home ground. And Now, you've got a thought on this. It doesn't matter... They obviously want to win and yep. try to win, but if things get away from them, it's the next two they have to win. It is. They, they need to win two of their last three to realistically be a chance to make the finals. And if they win three, they'll they'll make it. But it's probably going to be two because they play Sydney next week, who is a team that is in contention for the final. So if Sydney beats them next week, they jump ahead of them anyway. Yeah. So that's that spot they're trying to get. St Kilda's the other one, but they've got a really tough last three games. So... I think that they go into Brisbane. It's a bit of a free hit. Brisbane hasn't lost at home. And the Crows form away from home this season. They are two wins and seven losses. One of those wins was against Hawthorne in Tassie. And the other one was the showdown. So they haven't won outside of South Australia on mainland Australia this year. They had a couple of close losses though. Melbourne and Collingwood. They have. But it doesn't bode well to go to the Lions who are 9-0 at home this season. Um And so we'll get to the team shortly, but Isaac Rankin is not in this week for the Crows, and I think it's caution going, well, it's a smart play. It's a smart play. It's a tough game this week. Why would we risk it? We need him right for next week and the last game. Yeah, and uh, the big the big news too, Joshua Shelley. Now, we don't know whether he's a sub, but yep. he's been omitted. He has been omitted. So um, we'll get to that. The Crows and the Lions line up there. Shelley has been omitted. We know Chase Jones is out injured. Luke Pedler comes back in. But, um, yeah, interesting. Shelley gets omitted. So do they put him back to the sample side to get some form? Or is he potentially the sub? The other emergencies are Ned McHenry, Braden Cook, who could be the sub, and Elliot Himmelberg has been playing some good footy in the two. So it will be interesting to see what happens there. Brisbane gets back big O in the ruck. Now, that might not seem like the biggest in, but I'll tell you right now, it's a huge in for the Lions because Brisbane's midfield uh, has been one of the better midfields this season. We know that they got Dunkley from the Bulldogs. Zorko runs through there, but then McLuggage, Berry, and Lockie Neal. Now, for the Crows, if they are any chance to win this game, 
they need to get the ball from clearance and play the game in their front half. They are not going to be able to stop the likes of Joe Danaher, Cam Rayner, Jack Gunston, yeah. um, Charlie Cameron, Link McCarthy, and Eric Hipwood if the ball has just been walked out of the centre. So big O back to give the Lions first years potentially in the ruck will be huge for the Lions. I, I think that's the, the big one. I mean, the, the young back line played well against Gold Coast. who didn't have any great forwards last week. So we saw Borlase make his debut and the rest of them played well. But... That forward line is so potent and so many different sort of players too, from a Gunston to a Rayner to a Cameron to the big boys in Hipwood and Denneher. Yeah, it's, a, it's as challenging as this Crows lineup's going to get. And you mentioned it, Borlase, Worrell, Michelani and, <laughs> and Mark Keane are going to have to stop Danaher, Gunston, McCarthy, Cameron and Hipwood. Like, it's a very tough ask. So it will be, and I have no doubt Matthew Nix will be saying this to the Crows boys, we need to win the ball at the clearance, at the source, to make sure we don't put too much pressure on our young back line. They've been good, but this is a good team we're coming up against. So it will be a real challenge for the Crows on Saturday afternoon against the Lions. Um, Port Adelaide. Um, some big ins. Yeah, some a lot of ins. Six six ins. So Farrell, Finlayson, Elia, Jones, Bergman, and Narkle. Now, that lineup has to be trimmed. It's yeah. a Sunday afternoon game. Bonner and Mead have been omitted, and we know that Trent McKenzie is out. So... They could have effectively six changes in that lineup. Um, it probably doesn't bode well coming into the finals with this many changes week on, week out for the power. And the Giants missing a couple of small forwards. Yeah, Brent Daniels and Toby Bedford both suspended. So that doesn't help the Giants forward line. They, they've been really good this year. Um, they've laid some super pressure and, and set up a lot of goals, Daniels and Bedford. So that will hurt the Giants. But um, I don't think the Giants will fear coming over here. They played Adelaide at Adelaide Oval only a few weekends ago and got the job done. So they have been super impressive this year, the Giants, and they'll be very confident going into this one. Dan, a bit of a port flavour tonight. I've got uh, former Port Adelaide star Dean Brogan. He'll be talking all things footy. And the general manager uh, of media, Daniel Norton, a good friend of mine too, and Norts is going to come on and he's been at training tonight, training under lights and, and talk about those changes. We are hearing, though, that Charlie Dixon, it's not going to be a week. We know he's had um, ankle, knee and foot problems. He could be up to a month. Yeah. And with a Scotty Lyce Scotty Lyson and McKenzie, it's not ideal, is it, going into finals for Port? They've had a reasonable run through the year, but you get you get your bookends out plus your ruckman, yep. it makes it tough. Makes it really tough. And I think the other thing is people hear the duration or the length of how long players are out for, but they don't necessarily then put that together with the injury. And the point I'm making here is Charlie Dixon, it's a foot injury. So he is going to be off legs. He's going to be out for, if it's up to a month, he'll be off legs for most of those weeks, which means that he won't train, he won't run. And so he won't be back after four. It will then take a couple of weeks to actually get the conditioning back, but not even the conditioning, to actually know that his foot can handle the load and the training yeah. load before they are comfortable to pick him. And if that's the case, it might be a semi or prelim final until he's ready to go, which makes it very tough after missing eight weeks of footy. Scott Lice out hopefully a little bit sooner, but um, yeah, Port Adelaide's got some things to juggle at the moment down at Alberton with their playing list. Can they win a premiership um, when you've got those guys out? I mean, they're significant parts, aren't they? It's not like a halfback flanker or a wingman or a half forward. These are the fullback, yep. the ruckman, and your best full forward. It makes it very difficult. I think that we've mentioned health is so important going into this time of season. And uh, look, I don't know if they can without them. No, I don't think they can is the honest answer. They more than likely won't have a home final first up as well, which will be a real challenge. Um, and I guess we've spoken about it this week with the other top teams and we'll get into the, the pies and cats, ins and outs in a second. But, 
people have mentioned, can Collingwood win it without Nick Dacos if he's not back in time? Um, it's good to see that Nathan Murphy, the injury is nowhere near as bad as what it was feared. So it's a really good question, but no, I don't think they can if Dixon, Lysette and McKenzie aren't up and firing. With Collingwood, could you put Josh Dacos into the centre to replace his brother. He's on the wing. Yep. It's probably easier to find another wingman there. Yeah, they've got a lot of players that do run through the midfield. So I, it is a big loss losing currently yeah. the front runner in the Brownlow medal. But um, you've got Dugowie and Mitchell inside. Yeah, probably put Crisp in there for a little bit more. Josh Dacos can go through there. Taylor Adams, Pendlebury. We know that there's yeah. so many names that do go through that midfield. They've got Lipinski back now as well. So... It's uh, it's an interesting one. It's going to be a massive clash tomorrow night at the MCG. Collingwood taking on Geelong. Collingwood brings Frampton and Will Hoskin Elliott back in. Uh, Ash Johnson's been omitted, and we know that Dacos and Side Bottom are out injured. For Geelong, Shannon Neal comes in, and Brandon Parfitt goes out as a sub, and Jack Henry is injured. So it's a big game. Collingwood needs to get a win to get their season back on track, and Geelong, if they want to play finals footy this year, they need to win this one. Melbourne squad, pretty healthy. They've lost Petty for the year, and that's, that is a blow, but coming in, Clayton Oliver and Brody Grundy. Yeah, some pretty nice ins there for the Demons. They take on Carlton. On Saturday night. This, for mine, Woods, is the match of the round. I think so. We've got Carlton, who's won seven straight games, playing the best footy in the comp against probably the team that's playing the second best footy in the comp in the Demons. And, look, Grundy comes back in. I think everyone will be intrigued to see how much ruck time he plays. For mine, Max Gorn's last month has been as good as any ruckman this year. So you can't put Grundy in the ruck. It can't be a 50-50 split. It has to be Grundy permanent forward and then a chop out for five minutes. But stick with what's working. And I think Max Gorn against Pitney and Tom DeConey, it can absolutely dominate the game as he's done over the previous month. That going under the radar a bit. I think if Melbourne win this week, they could certainly um, shore up second position. Uh, Clayton Oliver, as you said, comes back in. Um, they've got Bailey Fritch a couple of weeks yeah. away. So that really, it's really only petty... They are missing and, um, you know, Pickett's playing some good footy. It's really interesting. The the injuries for Melbourne, you never want injuries, but they've almost come at the right time because it was six to seven to eight weeks out from finals where they had to fix up a few things. So with Bailey Fritch going out, they had to work out what is this forward line going to look like. Now, Petty came in, but Van Royen's been better. Joel Smith's now gone up there, and he'll probably replace Petty. But the other one is they put Jack Viney back inside more and got him to do the grunt work, and it's it's shown that it's worked so well. So they've got other guys that have come in and filled the void for Bailey Fritch and for Clayton Oliver, which has really put them in a great position. So that will be a great game Saturday night, Melbourne and Carlton. Uh, One of the other big... Big games in terms of finals is St Kilda take on Richmond. And this game is on Sunday afternoon, 2.50 at Marvel Stadium. St Kilda's got some big ins. They've got Billings, Seb Ross and Tim Membre back in. And for the Tigers, Dustin Martin and Dylan Grimes come back in. So this is a huge game in terms of who's going to play finals footy. Yeah, I think Richmond are are just about out there too. A couple of big retirements, as I mentioned in the opening. Isaac Smith, what a player he's been. And Trent Cotchen, um, he got better as he got older. Yeah, didn't he? He, he did. He, he's a three-time premiership captain, captain, and he also won three best and fairest at the club as well. It's a Brownlow medal. It's a great career. It's undersold how good a career he's had. There's, I don't reckon there's many three-time premiership captains out there yeah. of the AFL footy. So that that's an incredible career. And you like like you said, Isaac Smith. He won the Norm Smith Medal last year. Four-time premiership player. It's staggering. Just in a minute, um, I spoke with some guys on the golf course. They said, "Can you ask Dan Menzel what?" Gary Ablett Jr.'s like, and we haven't done that on air. I love calling his games as good as I've seen a player. Yep. 
He looks like an introvert. We don't know, though. Yep. Inside the walls of the cats when you were there, just give in a minute, tell yep. us what their young Gary was yeah, like. Yeah, Gary's a, such an intriguing person. Like, what I'd say is, and I've mentioned this in terms of the best players I've played with, and if I compare him to Patrick Dangerfield, Dangerfield who's much more extroverted, or even a Buddy Franklin, who is introverted, but he still has a real intimidating presence yeah. about him. If he was sitting in this room with us right now, you'd know that Bud's there, you'd know that Danger's yeah. there, but you almost wouldn't know that Gary's there. That's what I find, found fascinating is he's unassuming almost. Um, and so if you were to go, this guy here... Do you know who he is? And someone says no, and you say that's the greatest player, one of the greatest players of all time. They'd be quite surprised. And Sunder, one of the greatest players of all time. Yeah, it's incredible. So it's um, no, he's he's not as um, more out there or bigger character as what maybe some of the other biggest stars in the game have been. Could I ask you that training in those cold, wet, windy nights at Geelong when it's at minus five degrees. Yeah. Did he do some amazing tricks? Yeah, he did. He's some of the things he did on the field were you you had to you shook your head and you were like like his his lateral movement and footwork around contest yeah. and how he got out of some situations. I always just thought that's unbelievable. Yeah, wonderful player, Gary Abbott Jr. So to his father. Coming up on the show, thanks to Kieran Lumo, key official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup. Go the Matildas on Saturday and Lumo Energy SA switch to the affirmative. Join Lumo Energy today. We've got Dean Brogan talking all things power and the Crows. And Port Adelaide's media manager, Daniel Norton, will try and find your winner also. Toddy Gray's back. Cannot wait. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. Welcome back, Dan Menzel and David Wildey Sports Day. I say it is Teams Night. We've been through those. We'll have our tips shortly, but let's try and find a winner for Greyhound Racing SA. He's back. He's a great man. His name's Todd Gray, and he joins us. Hi, Toddy. Hello, me lovelies. How are we? <laughs> We're going well. What do you got for us? Uh, two for you tonight at Angle Park, lads. And the first one is nice and early. Race two, number five. Who knows Gus? Well, I know a little bit about Gus, and this is what I know. Uh, he's a pretty talented dog, but he is green as grass in the field, lad. He uh, look, he could run up, he could run up the rear end of a parked car, but he's got a serious motor, and I have no doubt he's the best dog in the race. I'm not worried about the box draw because honestly, if he decides to put in 100% tonight, I think he could go very close. He's around about the $3.60 and $1.80 to place mark. I'm actually happy to go each way on him because if he happens to find any trouble, he'll keep coming and he's a big chance of at least getting second. Only the two dividends there. So race two, number five, who knows Gus? And then one with a bit more meat on the bone and a bit more value in the main race tonight, the South Australian National Sprint Final. Race seven, number one, Springvale Maddie. Uh, look, she's not the best dog in this race, but she's the best drawn. I think she leads, and I think there's going to be a little trouble on the first turn because the five dog, Kurong Cam, is going to cut, jump well and cut left and kind of cause a little bit of a bottleneck, I reckon. While that's happening, I think she's off and gone, pinches a couple of lengths, and she's going to be very hard to run down. And if that works out the plan, she won't miss the podium. So we got the three dividends here. She's around about the $8 chance. So wow. I'm happy to go either place heavy or each way on her. Look, I think she leads, and it's one of those races where you don't need to be the best dog if sometimes if you're the best drawn and have enough luck. And I can see this race panning out to be a bit lucky for her. So race seven, number one, Springvale, Maddie. Now, Toddy, we know you're a budding actor and also stand-up comedy. Any good news on the acting front there? Uh, I do have some good news. Um, I don't, I, I'm a big fan of going the early crow, but I'm trying to put it off here. I got an email yesterday from Universal Parks in Japan. Uh, I don't need to do the final audition. They just want me to go straight to the interview stage. So, wow. Look, 
to me, to me, that sounds like I've virtually got one foot in there, but there's no point. Look, I don't mind going the early crow when I'm three in front with 200 metres to go at Angle Park, but going the early crow, which will decide the next 12 months of my life, I'm not going to do. But it, even if I don't get this, I've, a little bucket list, a little bucket list thing I've always wanted to do as an actor is for someone to tell me, "Don't worry about auditioning. We know what you can do," which is a nice feather in the cap yeah, for a big studio to do. So, yeah, it's uh, look. I'm not making excuses if I don't get it, but I'm pretty proud if I don't. I didn't think I could get much closer. I've got one foot over the final hurdle, lads. I've just got to get the left foot over there now, but the left foot's a bit bigger than the right, so it might well, still trip up. Thousands started during the last 30 or 40. Well done, Toddy, and good luck with it. That's all we can do is hope for a bit of luck. That's all we can do for tonight at the Dogs and obviously with next year in Japan. Thanks. Thanks a lot. I really appreciate you asking. Yeah, Toddy Gray, well done, mate. That's fantastic. Yeah, I think thousands and thousands uh, applied for this and he's in the Jeez, last few. That is elite. Don't worry about auditioning. I like that. Yeah. Uh, we'll go straight to the interview. Uh, FIFA Women's World Cup has arrived in Adelaide slash Tanya. Visit FIFA.com slash tickets. Okay, let's go through our tips and as you said, the, the Melbourne Carlton game is the biggest game but starts with Geelong Collingwood. Yeah, it does and uh, uh, look, the Pies at the MCG for mine will get the job done here. No Tom Hawkins in this one for Geelong. So I think that Collingwood will look to bounce back and they will here. Uh, which way are you going, Wills? I think Collingwood. They've, what have they lost? Two of their last three? Yep. They're um, a no day cost, but Geelong have also had a lot of injuries this year. Big, the big fella up forward is a is a massive loss. And, and uh, I wasn't that impressed, to be honest, Geelong against Port Adelaide last week. So I think Collingwood at the MCG will win that one. Uh, Saturday, we've got North Melbourne taking on Essendon at Marvel Stadium. Hey, North were much better last week under Alistair Clarkson in the first half, but uh, run out of legs. Essendon just got over the line against West Coast, so maybe this might be a bit closer than what people think. Essendon, if they want to play finals, they need to win this. I'm going the Bombers. Yeah, I think you're right. I think North was seeing signs. Some of the young kids that see George Wardlow back into the team but I think Essendon, this is their last gasp. So they have to win and have to win well. So uh, let's both go the Bombers. Yep. Uh, the next game, at Sydney versus Gold Coast, SCG. Oh, look, if Sydney want to play finals, this is an important game for them to win. And they'll take on the Crows next week. I think the Swans at home. Yeah, I'm going Sydney as well. I think, and of course, they play the Crows next week. Brisbane and Adelaide, we spoke about this. You said Adelaide don't need to win. They'd love to win it. But if they don't, they've still got two big games. You can't back against Brisbane at home, can you? No, you can't. And uh, I think that they will be too strong. The same time as the Matildas play this one. Oh. Uh, yeah, I know. Should they have delayed be... one of them? Well, I don't think the Matildas are too worried about. But is it? both games are in Queensland, so it's a good point you make. But, um, and maybe both on Channel 7. Yeah, they probably will be. But, uh, yeah, look, I think I'll be switching between two and the Lions will win this. Okay, Carlton v Melbourne, as you said, probably the match of the round. I think the other one is Port Giants. So much riding in that one. Who do you like out of the Blues and Melbourne? Yeah, Clayton Oliver back in for the Demons in this one. Oh, I think that Carlton, they, they need to have a blemish. They will in this one, and I'm going to back the Demons. Oh, I think you've convinced me. I was, I was teetering towards Carlton on a big run, but I'll... I'll go uh, Melbourne as well. West Coast, Fremantle. Some might say, who cares? That's a derby over there, or a derby. Who do you like there? Yeah, you don't want to lose derby. So I think Fremantle, the way they've been playing much better the last month, they will win this game. Hawthorne, Bulldogs. Oh, these are the games that the Bulldogs lose. They <laughs> should not lose this game. It's in Tassie. It's at Utah Stadium. I am going to go with the Bulldogs, though. Yeah, I see Johannesson out, too. It's a big loss for them. It is. St Kilda and Richmond. Uh, St Kilda, a few good ins. Yeah, a few good ins. And Richmond with Grimes and Martin back in, too. But I think the Saints will win this one. 
at Marvel. St Kilda for me too. And the final game, we're doing that on SEN. Can't wait. Port Adelaide and the Giants. This is huge. The Giants had a win against the Crows here a couple of weeks ago at Adelaide Oval. But I think Port will get back to their winning ways. Yeah, I think you're right. I think the two small forwards out for the Giants is big. And we look at the six or seven ends you said. Fantastic there for Port Adelaide. Massive game. Hopefully both Adelaide teams can win. Coming up shortly, Dean Brogan, then Daniel Norton from the Port Adelaide Footy Club. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. Sports Day SA, David Wildey and Dan Menzel uh, for tyre power. Winter safety sale now on 25% off equivalent with four for three on selected Falcon tyres. Tyre power, get your free five-minute safety check. Well, Dan, time now to w- welcome a man that's played for both the power and the Giants. Great ruckman, premiership ruckman too, and uh, very straight shooter. I like speaking to Dean Brogan. Uh, there's no grey, it's all black and white. Hello, Dean, how are you? I'm very well, thanks. Thanks for the intro. Thank you for joining us, as always. Hey, look, a massive game. Port coming off four losses. What a crazy season. They smash Brisbane round one, lose the next two, win 13 on the trot, lose the next four. It's just it's a silly season. Yeah, look, it's, um, it seems like a, a lifetime ago that Port um, <laughs> have won 13 in a row. And, yeah, it's been a really tough month for them. And, albeit, they've played pretty well in two of those games without winning. You know, you think back to the Collingwood game and, and the, obviously the game on the weekend against Geelong, they, they were really good. Um, but yeah, the other two games haven't been so good. But the reality is they've lost four in a row and um, they got a few injuries to some key key position players and, and they're playing a pretty good team in um, in the Giants on Sunday who have, who have won seven out of their last eight. And um, it's going to be a really, really big game for both footy clubs. But, um, you know, the folks on Port Adelaide, uh, they you wouldn't want to lose five in a row heading into a final series that's only a couple of weeks away. No, you certainly wouldn't. And, Brokes, you mentioned the injuries. Um, I think you'd be as well versed as anyone to answer this one on the ruck situation at Port Adelaide. What What is the play for the power if Scott Lyser isn't healthy for the rest of this season and heading into finals? Yeah, look, it's a really good question. I think that the ruck position for Port's been, um, you know, spoken about a lot this year because obviously Lice has been in and out of side with some injury, and we came back from it from an injury and played really well, and then he sort of got injured again, sort of came back for a week or two, and now they sent him in for surgery. So I'm not even sure what his timeline is. So I mean, ideally, you know, Lysett's their number one guy. You know, he's very combative and he's been there, done it before. So they would love to have him back, you know, heading into, the, you know, the last couple of rounds into the final series. But young Vizzatini, um, yeah, he's a little bit wet behind the ears, but we saw last week he, he's got he's got something about him that um, there's definitely a future there yep. for him. Um, but, yeah, it'd be a big ask for a young ruck to, to, to shoulder the ruck load through the, through the final series. But... Look, they might not have a choice. He might. They might have to just throw him out there and go, mate. Give us everything you got, and um, you, you just see what happens. But you know, as we know with Port Adelaide, they've got an unbelievable midfield. They just need the ball to get to ground, and um, away they go. And um, I think we saw that against Geelong. That um, as soon as the ball hits the deck, their midfielders can get the job done. But I'm a big believer. You can't. I'm a big believer in. Um, you know, you need a big ruckman to get to get to go far in September, and um, you know, hopefully for Port, 
you know, Lysa can come back and, and give them that combative mm. ruckman that they're going to need. Yeah, I, that's a question I was going to ask. Can they win it without Scott Lysett? You had, um, going back many years ago now, but uh, uh, Brendan yeah. Laid and yourself, and we saw Max Gorn in recent times, and, and most of the, the grand finals have a have a reasonable ruckman. So, and, and the other question, I suppose, Dean, is can you play a fit or an unfit Charlie Dixon? You, you need to go into finals, don't you, with pretty well men very fit. We've seen so many cases when they've gone in and the pressure of a final... And they're no good in the finals. So you need to pick 18 fit men. Yeah, look, I think if you look over the past, you know, the modern era, which, you know, we've, I mean, I've been associated with AFL for 20 years and, and there's not many grand finals or big prelim finals where um, the teams that have won or, you know, been there right at the point in September where they haven't had a good genuine number one ruck. So I think when games get really tight and combative, um, the, the tools don't get any smaller. And um, I think you, you need... Some rep, you know, some really good combative um, key position players, and one of them's the Rucks. So, yeah, we'll they'll will be a little bit exposed if they don't get Lysette back. But I mean, this this might be the year. You know, Collingwood don't have a a really good recognised ruckman either. Um, you know, out of that top four, really only Melbourne um, have uh, you know the, the the genuine all Australian ruckman. So it might be the year where a hybrid ruckman could get it done. So you know, only time and they've got well, it. Yeah, I wouldn't want to. Got be, it. I wouldn't want to be banking on that, you know. Um, but, you know, to answer your question uh, with, with Dixon and, and some of the Port big boys, look, I think for Port, they just really need to get them right for finals. And whether that's they put them away for a couple more weeks and be happy to sort of finish fourth, I think, with that. And then you come into the first week of the finals with an extra week before the finals. But you've got a relatively healthy Charlie Dixon. You've got a relatively... You know, healthy Scott Lysett, you know, McKenzie's healthy. I think that's the most important thing for Port Adelaide at the moment is to have their key position players, you know, relatively healthy going into a final series. And, you know, Dan will tell you that, you know, not every player is 100% this time of the year. So I think if you can operate it around that 80% mark, that's probably good yeah. enough. Dean Brogan, I guess. Dean, who do you like, um, what, a few weeks out now, a few games to go plus finals? And it's going to come down, I think, who has the least injuries. Melbourne copped Harrison Petty last week. Nick Dacos, a massive one for Collingwood. Ashcroft does his knee for Brisbane. And Port have got their worries. Who who do you like? Who do you think's in the in the sweet spot at the moment? Yeah, look, you know, you're spot on there, mate. I think the healthiest list in September goes far. And um, oh, look, I think I think Collingwood will, you know, as much as good a Dacos player is, I think they can still win footy games without him. Um, I think this, the team that's you know it's sort of a bit scary at the moment is Carlton. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, I think they've won seven or maybe eight in a row, and they're, they're just playing some unbelievable footy. And um, you know, they've got a, a kid called Charlie Kernow who's just an unbelievable football player. And um, I think if they stay healthy and they're playing a home final at the G, um, they they're going to be a scary proposition. But look, it's a really hard. Question to answer at the moment because I think so many teams are even in that sort of one to six bracket. Um, you know, and the Giants are a scary team as well. So, look, I think you're right. The healthiest team, the healthiest list, and playing some reasonable footy, you know, in that back end of this month and into September will be as good a chance as any. And whether that's out of the top four or not, it might be the year where another team like the Bulldogs a few years ago can win it outside the top four. I think that's a real possibility this year.
Yeah, it certainly is. You mentioned Carlton, seven on the trot for the Blues. Uh, now, you spent a bit of time at the GWS Giants, Brogues. Um, you spent the two seasons there in 2012 and 2013, played the 19 games. wanted to ask you about their big ruckman, who's sort of come from nowhere, Kieran Briggs. He's played the 11 matches this year and in total 20 games across his career, but he's averaging 27 hitouts a game. He gets about 16 touches a game as well. You must be impressed with how he's come on at just 23. Yeah, look, he's. Um, I think he might have came off their rookie list, or he was a real country spec sort of kid. I think he sort of came a year or two after me, but I did know about him in my time at the Giants that there was this, you know, big, real competitive ruckman that was coming through, who's a bit undersized, but he's just super, super competitive. And look, he's taken a couple of years to sort of get to that level, but um, yeah, I mean, I I, I watch him and. There was one game in particular against the Bulldogs the other week. He was going against the Bulldogs ruckman. Um, I can't think of his name at the moment. Tim English. Actually, you bet Tim English was smashing him in the first half, and um, he regrouped um, Briggs at half time and came out and really took it up to English in the second half. And when you see ruckman do that, it shows a lot of character. And um, I was really impressed with how he went about it that day. And I think he's a he's a really good ruckman, um, particularly someone who's undersized. Um, just really, really competitive and competitive, and um, he's got the best probably competitive ruckman of all time. Coaching him in, in Shane Mumford, so I'm sure he's um, watching a lot of Shane Mumford tapes, and you know he plays very similar to Shane Mumford as well. So, you know, if they can get a 150 games of Shane Mumford like attributes out of him, um, yeah, he's going to be a super player for him. That's pretty handy. As as the rise and rise of Adelaide surprised you, Dean, um, they lost a couple of close games, you know, less than a kick to Collingwood, Melbourne, should have beaten Giants perhaps twice and didn't. I know should have some good ones, but they could easily have been up, up around fourth, fifth, and they play an exciting brand of footy. Are you impressed with what you see? Oh, look, I really am. I I, I really rate Adelaide, and like you just said there, Wildy, they, they, they could easily be sitting in the top four if they just kicked a little bit straighter in some of their games. Um, that's that's how close they are to really having a nudge at it. And, um, you know, I called their game last week um, against Gold Coast, and, you know, the Borlase and, and um, Keane, I think the young fella, Irish kid, like, they've just pulled these guys from nowhere. Like, normally when two teams lose two key backs... They struggle to fill that void, but they've just brought these two big kids up who look like they've been playing at the level for a hundred, you know, for ten years. So I'm super impressed at their list, um, their list um, profile. I love the way they their game style is. You know, Manny Nix has done an unbelievable job in getting him to play a brand of footy that wins you big games. Um, you know, Tex Walker's in career best form at his age, so they're doing so much right at that footy club and. I, I can't be more um, complimentary of, you know, Matty Nix and, and the whole footy club. And, you know, I'd, I never thought I'd say this, but Adelaide are a great team to watch. So, um, <laughs> you know, obviously uh, being a, a port, port man and um, the rivalry, but I, I honestly love watching Adelaide play and I think they're doing a lot right. And again, mate, if they slip into the eight, you wouldn't w- really want to play them the first week either. So, yeah, they're a really good footy team at the moment and building something pretty special, I think. Dan and I were talking about the young Adelaide back line. And when you look at Danaher, Hipwood, Rayner, McCarthy, Cameron, they've got a lot of weapons up there, Gunston, another one. So might be tough. I mean, Brisbane 9-zip at home, and uh, it's got that nice, beautiful weather, 26, 27 degrees. It's going to be a real test for that and challenge for the young Adelaide back line. 
Yeah, look, it is. And, and Brisbane at home are always a you know three, four goal better side, and um, their forward line, although they've got some tools, they're a really dynamic forward line in um, Hitwood and um, you know Danaher, like you said, in Gunston. So I think the Adelaide backs are going to have a, a a bit of a bit of a, uh, a handful of a night, but. I mean, I would have said that last week and the week before again with their backs, you know, with Murray and um, uh, Butts going down, I would have said the same thing. So, you know, I wouldn't put a pass in that they go up there and do a really good job and get their jobs done. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm very bullish on Adelaide. I think if you're ever going to have a win of the season, it's this week. And, um, you know, I, I'm not sure what their side is at the moment, but um, they'll go out there and be pretty competitive, and it wouldn't surprise me if they actually knock Brisbane off. You know, Brisbane coming back from Perth off a six-day break. You know, if you're ever going to get them, it'll be this Saturday yeah. night. Love your work, big fella. Thanks for your time. No, no problem. Thanks for having me, guys. See ya. Thanks, Brokes. Well, from Dean Brogan, time now to go down to Albert and speak with the, the Power General Media Manager, Daniel Nort. Does a great job, too. Gear up winter toolkit depot gear up for winter at toolkit depot with a huge range of outdoor power equipment dashing daniel norton how are you norts oh g'day wills and uh g'day dan nice to uh nice to be with you tonight on the program mate what's happened at albert and every man's sick as a dog they've either had the uh, the, the the spewing or down the other end you were sick yourself is has it gone is everyone getting better well, it's good news. I'm I'm actually here and like give you a live update from training here at Albert and Oval under these beautiful new lights. And I can tell you that uh, there's a there's a full spot out there. There's plenty of players uh, on the field in front of me at the moment, and uh, and most of the players um, who were ill last week are, are well and truly back in the mix. Um, as you were seen from selection a little bit earlier on with uh, Farrell and um, of course uh, Bergen was off colour and Finlayson last week. They're all fit and ready to go. And good to see Aaliyah and Lockie Jones in there. Hey, not often you see a team in, you know, what, twice in a month have six or seven changes. Uh, it's been an unusual season, yet you've had a few weeks where you've had all men on deck, but lately, God, there's been some changes. Yeah, of course, ahead of that Carlton game, uh, what, a month or so ago, we had seven changes leading to that game, which, which, was, which was a little bit disruptive. And then, you know, I've never seen anything quite like it. Leading into the Geelong game last weekend, I, I travelled with the team and... Um, you know, you, you, you travel with two or three emergencies. We were down to our last emergency. You know, we were down to our last available player because on the day with, um, well, Farrell went out earlier, but with uh, with Finlayson and, and Bergman pulling out literally on the day of the game, uh, it, it meant that we had to have two, you know, obviously emergencies come in late. So I've never seen so many changes. I think we had eight changes from our selected side from last yeah. Thursday night before the Saturday night bounce. So, yeah, and then McKenzie, of course, was injured with a PCL in game, so um, no, it's been it's been a challenge. But you know, it, it, there's a squad mentality here at Port Adelaide that you know one soldier down, another one comes in, and um, you know the, the players last week rallied hard, but just ultimately weren't good enough again. So you would have been as busy as anyone then. Nort's been the GM of the media and what goes actually out to the public. What's the balance like when it comes to player injuries and how much you actually notify supporters in the public and how you do that? Obviously, keeping the coaches happy, the players happy, and the, and the footy club. It's it's you know it's a really good question because there's 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 processes in place and here at Port Adelaide we like to be a member first club so we like to keep our our members informed as quickly as we possibly can. But then, of course, there's a there's a balance between, um, you know, protecting your team and your squad so you're not giving too much advantage away to the opposition. But then there's a process where you've got to let the AFL know. So really, 
in these scenarios, Dan, where there's late changes, you have to, and players are coming from outside of that original playing group of 22, you do need to notify the AFL who will then make that public from that point because there are so many late changes. So um, it actually takes me back to the, the game a couple of weeks ago, about six weeks ago, where um, Dante Vicentini debuted against Essendon <laughs> and he came yeah. in after mm. the last warm-up. And I'm on my phone <laughs> all quarter notifying broadcasters and our media team and um, you know boundary riders of the game. What is going on here? You know, and uh, it was it was it was a really really busy sort of night that night as well. So no, there's been a, a couple of unsettling weeks recent times, but you know hopefully all players are on the mend now. Daniel um, Scott Lysett, Charlie Dixon are massive parts and massive keys to to perhaps winning a flag or getting you know further in in September. Where, what's you know a lot of Port, Port Adelaide uh, supporters listening? Where are they, and what sort of time frame? And Mackenzie as well. I mean, you lose your full back. We know he's done a PCL, but what do you think is the honest time frame for these uh, three players? Well, I start off with Charlie Dixon. Um, look, he'll he'll be a minimum of four weeks out, so he he won't have surgery. He's got a he's got a mid foot fracture in his left foot, so <clears throat> experienced some pain. Uh, you know, underneath his foot over the last week or so, we did some original testing, um, imaging, couldn't really resolve what it was, and then they went in and found there's a little crack there. So, look, he's he's signed on for a month. Um, yep. At this stage, Trent McKenzie, four to five weeks with his PCL now. Trent actually recovers really well normally. He did, did, did the ankle you might have seen a couple of weeks ago earlier against yep. Gold Coast Suns yep. and came back pretty good. He's a, he's a good healer, but PCLs, it was a it was a high grade one, so you know, hard to see Trent being back before finals. Although fingers crossed in terms of his healing capability. And then Scooter's a bit of a, a, a wait and see. Uh, Scott Lawson had surgery on that meniscus last Friday, so again, you're looking at a few weeks for Scott Scott yeah. Lawson as well. So you know, to your point, you look at Charlie Dixon, Trent McKenzie, and Scott Lawson. Um, three key players in terms of the positions they play. Um, you know, certainly not ideal a month out from finals, but um, you, you can only deal with what you can deal with. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, there's some real challenges there. Hey, potentially some new challenges that with the media space and how things have evolved. I know that TikTok and other things might be a bit foreign to you, Wilds, but how, Dan, how does that work with... Um, staying up to date with the new generation coming through and being able to try and um, find those supporters and those fans and really appeal to them. I'm really lucky, Dan, that I've got a, uh, a, 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 a staff below me who are far more capable than I can tell you that I'm even qualified for in my late 40s. But you're right, it is a whole new way of connecting with audience and connecting and, and, and growing audience. That's the key. I mean, if you keep talking to your same uh, membership base, you aren't going to grow. But if you if you if you yeah. connect with the youth, if you connect with eight to sixteen year olds who are all over social media at this stage, particularly TikTok, that's your only way of growing your brand because that's the that's the way they consume football these days. They don't all sit and watch it for three hours on TV. They look at little bite sized pieces of content that comes through on on uh, on TikTok. So. Really, really important. We put a lot of time in our, in, into a TikTok or a YouTube strategy that taps into connecting with kids and connecting with families and women. Um, and we've seen that grow also, Dan, through the AFLW space in recent times. The, the new audiences that are attracted to football because it's a game they're 
they haven't seen before, but now they're introduced to it through AFLW or through um, Aaron Phillips being a new hero or or Miles um, Bergman. You know that they, they attach themselves to a hero, and then they become interested in the game. So uh, it's a really good question and certainly evolving. Yeah, it's fascinating how the game evolves and and in which directions it heads. Uh, one direction I wanted to ask you about is. How do you stay ahead of the game, ahead of other teams? And do you take much from other sporting codes, potentially American sports or even the European sports? Yeah, well, I was lucky enough to spend some time um, completing a, a, a master's in business administration. So I went to Real Madrid um, yes. a couple of weeks last year. And to see what they're doing in a... Uh, not, like, not just on-field in terms of the way they, they operate, but what they do off-field to connect with their members, the madristas as they call them, what they do in stadium, what they do as part of their broadcast, what they do in terms of their merchandise is phenomenal. So you're always looking grow and get better. You're always looking at what um, you know global sporting enterprises are doing like Real Madrid or Manchester United because that's where the growth opportunities are. That's where the next, um, the, the, the next phase of technology because they invest so much in that space, and then yeah. and that's not even that's not even considering what they do from a uh, recovery perspective for their playing group or or diet or fitness and etc cetera, etc cetera, travel. Um, it's a different world over there. It was phenomenal, but yeah, you're always looking at, at, at little ways you can you can gain an advantage in some way in our market. Um, we do we do things quite well here in Australia. If you have a look at you know the global trends, but you know they're still obviously a long way for us to go. Daniel, your record of introducing and, and keeping the Indigenous players at Albany is unbelievable. I think it's the best in the... I've seen in the comp... You've been there for a long while. The boys feel comfortable there, you know, go back from the Wanganee and the Burgoynes, go right through. You've had so many. I remember they had it on the, the big screen, all the Indigenous boys that have played for Port Adelaide. It took about five minutes to get through everyone there, but... What, <laughs> How do you do it so well, and um, what do you think's the, the reason why so many of the boys in the are as talented as any any football I've seen, but they come to Alberton and generally perform well? It's funny. It, I, I I spoke to <clears throat> we did a one fiftieth anniversary documentary um, two or three years ago when it was uh, when it was our one fiftieth in twenty twenty, and I got to know Ross Ages quite well. Remember Ross Ages? Yes, yeah, Rossy. Yep. Um, played the late seventies, early eighties. Was a was a phenomenal player and. He spoke about the connection that Port Adelaide had with First Nations players even back in the late 70s and how when he arrived at Port Adelaide, there was something about Port Adelaide as a, as a, as a traditional club that made a, created a community. And when you became part of Port Adelaide's community, as soon as you pulled on the Guernsey or if you're a supporter and pull on the scarf, you become part of a family, you become part of uh, a, yeah. a bigger community, a bigger cause. And I think that's reflective of, of our First Nations players who come now, even though we've tra- transitioned into an AFL club, a, 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 a national club, it still has that community feel. So, you know, when a Willie Rioli comes and we, you know, we, we, we wrap our arms around him or a, a Jace Burgoyne comes through the ranks after his father, Peter, et cetera, et cetera, there is a sense of belonging. And then that's underpinned by the community programs that we've run um, you know, in the community itself, in high schools around South Australia through the Aboriginal Power Cup program, I think they, I think they see it in a tangible sense, in like with their teammates and the care that their teammates have, 
and then they see it, the players that is, they see it, what we do in the community, they go, well, this is yeah. real. Like, they, actually, they actually believe what they do. They actually invest in it. And well, you do it well. It, it's really powerful. Hey, Norts, thanks for that, mate. Really appreciate it. Good luck this weekend. No worries. Thanks, Will. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate you having me on. Thanks, Norts. Daniel Norton there. Let's quickly whip through the sample. What a busy program it's been tonight. Sample tips. I'm now for a Sandful update, thanks to Host Plus. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. What do you got there, men's? Uh, yeah, let's whip through them. Yeah, so we've got three games on the Saturday for round 16 of the Sandful. Norwood takes on South Adelaide at home at Cooper Stadium. I think Norwood will be too strong there at home. I'm with you, going for the Red Legs. Central's take on Sturt at ex-convenience. Well, this is a massive game for the Doggies if they want to play finals this year, but Sturt, I think, are starting to get healthy. I think they'll be too strong. Sturt for mine. Uh, Port Adelaide and Glenelg. This will be a great matchup too. I, Glenelg's team, so potent. I'm going the bay. Can't go against Glenelg. No, you can't. And then Sunday we've got Woodville West Torrens taking on North Adelaide. Uh, I think North's getting their players back as well. I think they'll be too good in this one. They have to win that, don't they? If they want to play finals, yes. And then the last game of the rounds at Murray Bridge, the Neil Curley tribute is West Adelaide versus Adelaide. I think Adelaide for mine. Adelaide for mine. Uh, Well, it's been a big week and we've picked all our teams tonight. Uh, We'll do it all again. Bloody back on Monday. Thanks for your efforts too, Daniel. Thanks, Woods. I really enjoyed it. You have a great weekend. You too, Woods. Thank you, guys.